Hey, Beach Boys fans, it's me, Joe. I'm back doing another little podcast. I'd like to thank those of you who got in touch with me after my breakdown recently. I really do appreciate it, seriously. Uh, you guys were amazing. <laughs> I just had so many nice um, people get in touch and help in various ways. So thank you to um, Jonathan, Rob, Alex, Eric, Maria, Martin, and John. Um, thank you, thank you, thank you. <laughs> and uh, I really do appreciate just you getting in touch. And um, uh, you can be sure if you ever uh, feel terrible, uh, I will be there for you in a similar manner. Just get in touch. So anyway, I was looking through this uh, book um, Brian Wilson and the Making of Pet Sounds um, by Charles L. Granada, uh, which is, I think it's like, must be about 10 years old uh, book by now. I've had it for a long time and I remember liking it when I read it. It wasn't one of those boom, like this is amazing. It wasn't uh, like the Paul Williams book, uh, like the um, How Deep is the Ocean. It wasn't like that. I haven't returned to it that much. But with all the, uh, you know, Pet Sounds uh, stuff going on recently, uh, the anniversary and tour and everything, um, I just, um, I was flicking through it and I just saw a couple of passages that I wanted to talk about a little bit, or just maybe read out just a little bit from. Um, these are just some stuff I underlined. So there's a quote from uh, Tony Asher talking about I just wasn't made for these times, uh, the song. And uh, he just says, I remember that when we finished the song, I had the sense that it might not end up on the album. It takes um, a lot of courage for an artist to expose himself in such a personal way. Lots of times you question why you're doing something or whether it's any good. I thought that maybe Brian would not want to make such a raw, emotional public statement, but he did, and it took a lot of guts. I love that. I think that is such a great perspective uh, on the song, and also it's so nice how I, I, I notice in most of sort of quotes and stuff from Tony Asher, he's not quite as ready to take as much credit as some other people we may know who have collaborated with Brian. But um, anyway, but this quote in particular, I think it's just, it just uh, it's just so right in so many ways and so well uh, put by him. And here's an another little passage is from a violinist, Sid Sharp, who um, played obviously on a lot of uh, recordings. And he says that Phil Spector was an incredible producer, but Brian was music, and that's the difference. Brian's music emanated from him. It just came out of him. Phil was technical and he knew exactly what people wanted. Brian was naive and shy, but when it came to his music, he knew exactly what he wanted to do. Um, I like that too. <laughs> and then um, there's, uh, it's really a good book and just, it really lets you get into that period of, of the making of Pet Sounds, but uh, with a lot of color from uh, like musicians uh, that have been quoted and and just setting the mood a little bit. I think it does that pretty well. Um, and here's just one more little <laughs> passage from the book. It's uh, Billy Strange, who, um, uh, here's what he says. Uh, Billy Strange remembers one impromptu session where he found himself without the guitar that Brian wanted. 
The overdub session for Sloop John B culminated in generous conversation. I had recently divorced and was on the way out to pick up my son when Brian called and said he needed me right away, Strange says. Bring your son, maybe he'll enjoy it, he said. When we got to the studio, he showed me a 16-bar solo he wanted me to play with an electric 12-string. I said, Brian, we have two problems. First, I don't have a guitar with me, and second, I don't even own an electric 12-string. That didn't stop Brian. He called a friend at Wallet's Music City in Hollywood, and in no time we had a 12-string and an amplifier in the studio. I plugged it in, tuned it up, and fiddled with it a little bit. Brian played the track for me, and we cut the solo in one take. Brian said, great, and handed me $500. I was stunned. Brian, this is ridiculous for a 16-bar solo. He said, that's all right, Billy, and don't forget to take your guitar and amplifier with you. <laughs> I just love that story. I mean, that is so Brian, isn't it? I mean, if there's like one story I would choose to sort of describe Brian from this period, or I'm sure any period really, um, it's that kind of like... He's generous and kind, but he doesn't, he doesn't make a big deal about it. And well, you know, I mean, it's just, it's uh, wonderful. So I like those and let me know if you've read this book and what you think. And more than that, let me know if you read Brian's uh, autobiography. So I haven't yet. Uh, I'm uh, worried it's not going to be what I want just because I'm thinking that it must have been a hard time for uh, the, you know, the ghostwriter or co-writer to get more than those short answers from Brian that he usually gives in a lot of interview, interviews and such, but hopefully there are some good stories in there. Uh, I'm not going to ask you if you read the Mike Love book. Isn't it a coincidence? Interesting how he chose to release that at this time. Hmm. Um, yeah, always the opportunist. But um, anyway, uh, get in touch if you want. Beach Boys uh, uh, podcast at gmail.com. Um, bye for now.